As Sports Inside Extra begins its third full year in 2019, we are launching what we hope will be a series of Looking Ahead podcasts with key industry leaders. In this second installment of 2019, we speak with Matt Priest, President and CEO of the Footwear Distributors and Retailers of America, and also with Terry Shallow, the Executive Director of the Running Industry Association. Next, we're speaking with Matt Priest, President and CEO of the Footwear Distributors and Retailers of America in the Washington, D.C. area. Matt, maybe you could tell our listeners where you see 2019 for the footwear industry. Yeah, you know, 2019 is going to be a really interesting year because we've come off a, a pretty strong re- year retail-wise, even though brick-and-mortar still, we're trying to still right-size kind of retail, what it looks like a brick-and-mortar versus e-commerce and online. But the, the American economy, the consumer has some confidence. There's more disposable income or discretionary income uh, in the pockets of our consumers. And so our hope is that, uh, you know, we will continue to drive towards a record. It'll be a record year for sales 2018 at uh, pushing $90 billion, which is amazing. And so 19 will be the question, will that continue? Will we still see that growth or will some of the softening of the economy and the expectation that a recession is not too far away, will that start to take hold as we see these kind of cyclical trends take you know, take effect within our economy? And will that have an impact on footwear? I think that's one of the big questions for 2019. Another question is what will happen on the trade side? We spent, it's interesting, we spent most of 2017 worried about a tax reform bill that was going to negatively impact the importing community, including just about every footwear company. We spent 2018 most of the time worried about the trade war with China and whether or not the administration would apply additional duties on Chinese footwear that's sold in the U.S. 2019 will be the year where I think we'll continue to worry about the engagement with China, but I think the the story of the year will be that the relationship has forever changed because of the, the, the actions the administration has taken. We will be looking for ways in which to continue to diversify our sourcing platform and trying to move out of China as quickly as we can. We were already moving out of China over the last few years for a variety of different reasons, but because of this ongoing engagement at the political level between the United States and the Chinese government, we I think our industry is, is looking for that next place to go, and we'll start to kind of see that play out into 2019. And then beyond that, I think, what is sustainability? How you know Right now, brands like Allbirds and, and Adidas are defining what sustainability means to them and to their consumers, but what does that mean on the back end and how does that how does the industry continue to build momentum in exploring sustainable materials and sustainable processes for for producing footwear shortening supply chain using digital development all these things are kind of swirling around our minds here at fdra and how we can best serve the industry in these areas so i think that's what 19 will be about it'll be about where does retail go as we head into maybe a softening economy Uh, what is sourcing going to look like in in light of the challenges we've seen politically when it comes to the trade relationship between the U.S. and China, and lastly, how are we pushing sustainability, not just at the end-use product, but also through the design and development process for which it takes many months to do. But I think we're bullish, about, and in all these areas, we're bullish, and whether they're challenges or not, I think we're excited about what 2019 has, has in store for us. you find that the certain size of certain uh, footwear brands, vendors, are further behind in terms of shifting out of China than others? I'd imagine the larger ones are ahead of the curve on diversifying the supply chain, but are some of the small ones or medium-sized ones struggling more to, to diversify in, a, in a, an expedient way? I think there is there is a correlation between kind of size and and uh, maturity of a company relative to whether or not it's diversified. And I, th- I think there's also a correlation between segment and diversification. So the athletic guys, they're usually, you know, the big brands are the ones that are, 
big corporations or multi-billion dollar corporations. They've been diversifying out of China for quite some time now. You know, we are, as a as an industry, we're at about 69% of volume Chinese footwear in the U.S. market. At one point, it was 93% not too long ago. So we have been moving away, and a lot of that has been driven by the athletic companies. But if you're making kind of cheap mass retail footwear for working families to access kids' shoes, your you know your your import penetration the Chinese import penetration in those categories is quite high and those companies are trying to search for ways in which to diversify and the challenge for that is what capacities left in places like Vietnam uh, will these duties come to fruition so are people fleeing an otherwise stable production platform in China for all its challenges it's it's efficient uh, we've been there for many years they make the products we like the quality is great and all things being considered and all things equal the duty rate out of China is the same duty rate out of Vietnam, which is the same duty rate out of Indonesia. So as long as there's not additional duties attached to Chinese footwear, you know, there's not going to be a lot of incentive for these mass retail companies to leave China in droves because they do it so well and they drive that kind of product to, to working families in the U.S. who, who need to save a dollar or two when it comes to uh, all their purchases. So so when it comes to diversification, each company is different, but it is driven, I think, by the by the sophistication of the company itself, how big it is, and what types of shoes it's developing and selling into the U.S. market. Yeah, anyone who suggests that this is max, mass exodus from China at this point at the end of 2018, that's not really true. It's not. Um, in fact, we've seen, and a lot of it's due to folks concerned about the potential for tariffs, but we've seen a, an uptick in, in, in Chinese shoes coming into the U.S. in the last month or two. And I think because of the nature of where this trade spat is going to towards some kind of possible truce that hasn't even included a fourth list that would inevitably include footwear, it's still kind of, they're still talking about what happens to the third list uh, that, that has handbags and other items, hats, that's currently at 10%, scheduled to go to 25% if, these, if this agreement process doesn't, uh, doesn't bear any fruit. Uh, the fact that we haven't even gotten there, and even if they do go there, there'll be some kind of protracted process to, to have a, a public hearing and all that kind of stuff. I think people feel like as long as they're putting in the due diligence, making the phone calls, establishing the relationships in places outside of China, that they can flip a switch as best they can to try and move some of that out. And then a, a lot of our brands are global. So just because they're still sticking around in China doesn't mean they're selling that product to the U.S. marketplace. They might be selling it to the European marketplace. They might want to be selling it to Chinese consumers, which uh, are so important to the growth model for many of our companies. So it's it's this patchwork of strategies you have to kind of continue to monitor. It's kind of like your stock portfolio in turbulent times. You kind of continue to monitor it or and look for ways in which you might tweak it, make adjustments. And if something really goes bad and goes south, then you are set to kind of make your way quickly for the door. But right now, we're just kind of holding tight, and we're trying to drive as much certainty to the industry as we can. That's what we're here for. We've been in existence for 75 years for that very purpose, but it's difficult to do that in this political environment. And so that's that's been one of the challenges. But I think I think uh, for the industry, their uncertainty is kind of a way of life at retail uh, on the sourcing side and the political side. And so they're navigating it, I think, with flying colors as we speak.
Thanks, Matt. And one thing we know for sure is that people, the worldwide, will continue to buy shoes in 2019, no matter what happens. So, so that's my hope. I mean, <laughs> fingers crossed. We'll right. still import in about three billion pairs of shoes a year. So that's so. going to happen no matter what, right? Exactly. So people will continue to consume shoes. How many we don't know, and where they where they're actually made we don't know, but we know that they'll continue to consume them. That's right. And what's really interesting is that the floor industry is not. There's not a strong correlation between between shoe sales and kind of economic growth and or retraction. Now, when you have something as monumental as the Great Recession in 2008, that you, everyone, no one can avoid, can avoid that, but as you come out of that, that recession, you know, people might not be buying automobiles, they might not be buying washing machines, but they might go and splurge on a pair of $150, $200 pair of sneakers or shoes or whatever. And so it's not always a key performance indicator for the floor industry as to whether or not the economy is up or down. Obviously, we want people to have more disposable income. That's, that's the lifeblood of, of shoe sales, but but it, needless to say, our industry has weathered storms pretty pretty well because of the fact that it is a necessity and people do need to purchase footwear. You've been listening to Inside the Lab at Formula 4 Media. This is Bob McGee.